0: Well, hello and happy Friday. It is almost the weekend and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. Of course, I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamson. Hello, it is Andrew and I'm happy to be with you. And today I am very thrilled um, to welcome into the podcast a new friend of mine named Shuri Williams. Uh, we'll be interviewing her uh, in a few moments about some interesting things. But first, Adam will start us off with a quote of the day. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Um. I don't know if you're anything like me, Adam, but as I go through my day, a lot of times I'm on the Internet and I will be perusing and I will find someone whose videos resonate with me and be watching them. Well, it so happened that um, there was a uh, preacher that I really liked his videos and he recommended uh, that uh, people friend and watch the videos of a young lady uh, by the name of Cherie Williams who... I uh, started watching her videos, and then a couple weeks ago, she did a really good one, which was a uh, cry out to women to encourage men to be men. And that's really what we stand for, largely here on the Speaking for Him podcast, as we try to encourage people to walk this Christian life. And one of her oft-used slogans is, Love God, love others, and never stop. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that today. So welcome to the show, Shuri. Hi guys, good to be with y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Um so can you uh start us off by telling us a little bit about your personal walk with the Lord and how you came to know him in a personal way?
1: Yeah, so um I was raised at a very young age down the Lord. I guess I was around 8 years old and I was raised in church and my mom was really good about um leading us to the Lord and just um trying to encourage us to walk with Him. And um, when I was 12 years old, I began to realize, you know, that there was something deeper than just proclaiming Him as your Savior. So I started really just um, searching into my scripture, and I fell in love with the Bible at that age, and I just started um, searching through it and finding what it had to say about you know, the Holy Spirit and um, a deeper walk with God and what it looked like to truly live for Him and not just have Him, you know, as your Savior. And um, as I grew, you know, I had to conquer many things. I had to conquer bitterness and resentment and hate from some things from my childhood growing up and um, then... when I got older, I got married when I was 17. Um, and my husband was, he was seven years older than me. God gave me a very, very godly man. Um, a wonderful leader for our household. Um, we had a little boy and a little girl. And then after we were married for five years, he got diagnosed with cancer and, um, he passed away from it. But during that trial, um, God just really grew our faith, and He made Himself so real to us. And, again, like, the Word of God, it was uh, just grounds to stand on. It was everything to us. And so we just kept staying in the Word and growing with Him. So when this did happen, when my husband passed away, um, I had, God is like my only source, you know, and when He's all you have, like, you just cling to Him, and you realize how desperately you need Him. And that goes for everyone. You know, we can have the best situation or the best circumstances, but we still need God desperately. And, um, you know, after He passed away, I felt, you know, away from the Lord at times, and I struggled, and I had some awful experiences. But every time I went back to Scripture, it would take me back to God. And, you know, like the... I would say um, back in 2014 is probably when the Lord just lit my soul on fire and he just showed me that, you know, everything I'd been through, everything um that had ever been done to me or any sorrow that I've ever had, anything, that he could use it for good and that he wanted me to share it with other people because they're all struggling with the same thing. So I've just been... uh I don't know, I just, that's my fire, that's what keeps me going, is to try to help other people see that it doesn't really matter where you've been, you are, God wants to use you in a mighty, mighty way.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that's really my story, too. God really had to bring me to a place where um, He had to show me that He was going to use me on His terms. You know, I, I looked at myself for a long time in the, through the world's eyes and saw myself as as uh, somewhat useless especially since i'm in a wheelchair but god really showed me that he could use me if i surrendered my heart and so from the time i was 14 to now my goal has been to serve him with everything i have and that's why speaking for him was born and that's why i'm doing the speaking for him podcast i'm blessed to have an agreement with a radio station to be able to record here and have a co-host in adam who works in professional radio so god is has blessed me abundantly, and I really appreciate you sharing your testimony. There's nothing more powerful than a personal testimony. Even as we share verses and try to share biblical truths, I think sometimes we get disconnected from the personal side of it. And so that's one thing I noticed about your videos is that you're personal and you're raw and you're honest. And so I really resonated with your story, and I appreciate you being here. Which which brings me to my next question: How how long have you been doing your videos?
1: Okay, so um, I mentioned the year two thousand fourteen. That was the year that I just really got serious with God, and I was just like, "Man, I want to do whatever you have for me." And um, this is so simple. Like, I was just one day I was driving to school. I was going to cosmetology school at the time, actually, and um, my children in the morning. Uh, in the car, we would always have prayer time and then just talk about you know like what God had on our heart that day until we got to their school and um my little girl just said something um I don't know if this is so simple, but she said, "You know, mama, how do you spell love and I knew she had she knew how to spell love um and I just told her I was like you know it's it's just like love, but you put a d on the n, and for some reason, when I said it, it just hit my heart that you know like his love never ever changes for us and sometimes we know what love is but we don't realize how loved we really are and so I just thought you know like I need to share that with people because somebody needs to hear that and I just got my cell phone out and made a little video and I posted it on my Facebook and you know I didn't have very many friends on there or anything and I didn't care how many people saw it I just thought if that helped my heart today—it's got to help someone else's, and it had a really good response. And I was just shocked by how many people needed that encouragement. So I just began to make it a regular thing. You know, when the Lord would put it on my heart, I would just share it. So that was October of 2014, and that was the first time that I did that.
0: All right. Well, I've definitely been blessed, and I know others have from reading the comments. Um So, Adam, as you're uh, listening to this conversation, do you have any thoughts or comments for Shereen? Can you tell us a little more about your family? You mentioned you had uh, a son and and a daughter, right?
1: Yeah. um, So I have a little girl. They're both about to have birthdays, actually, this month. She'll be seven um, on the 13th. And then I have a little boy who will be nine on the 18th. So their names are uh, Penelope and Sawyer and... They've really just been incredible. Um, God's just done some big changes in our life since they've been born. It just seems like constantly, like nothing's ever the same in our in lives. And they have just been so incredible to just go along with whatever the Lord leads and whatever he says. And they've truly been my rock and my comfort since, you know, even though they were they were tiny when their daddy passed away, they were one and three. But even at that age, they just they had a special gift that the Lord just put over them—a peace and um, just the strength that helped me get through in my weak times. So they're a huge blessing.
0: That that is great. Um, Amen. And Jesus told us to have faith like little children, and so mm-hmm. I think that's that's a significant thing. You know they. They love everyone. They don't get caught up in a lot of the prejudices and and friendships based on opinions that adults do, and things mm-hmm. like that. They just they they love yeah. naturally, and I think that that's a good picture of the love that God wants us as Christians to have. So, Cherie, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite Bible verse?
1: I do. Um, I love this scripture: "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Psalm thirty-seven, four. Because. Um, I, I originally, I liked that scripture when I was little because someone gave me the meaning of my name, and that was the scripture for my name. Well, I just held on to it. Well, as I've gotten older, I realized that that scripture has a whole different meaning than I ever thought when I was a little girl. And, you know, he does. He He has great things for every single one of us. He tells us that he has plans that are higher than we can ever imagine, But he cannot really give that to us until we have let our will become his will. And when you delight yourself in him, he changes the desires of your heart. Like, he actually gives you the desires you're supposed to have. And so whenever you just surrender to him and you make him your focus, then he can do something with you.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I remember as a little kid thinking of that verse more like a vending machine. (laughs) If I just delight in the Lord, he'll give me everything I want, which means ice cream and all kinds of other cool stuff. But what what I realized is what you've realized, that God changes your desires and refines them, and then sometimes he gives them back to you. Like from the time I was a little kid, I wanted to work in radio, and God kind of led me away from that. But when my desires were to serve him, he brought that back in as part of my ministry. So it's been exciting to see how he works those things out. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, um, one of the main reasons that you caught my attention was a recent video you did, like I said, and I for those that are my Facebook friends, I shared it on my Facebook page. It was just about um, your heart on a very important issue, and that is to encourage men to be men. Um, mm-hmm. Could you kind of just talk a little bit about why that, how that came front and center to you and why that was so important.
1: Yeah. So, um, I've always had more of
0: a masculine approach to
1: things. I was raised in a single mom home. And so even though I was the younger out of me and my sister, I was a tomboy. So I was like, I stepped up and I did everything that a man should do. And I just, um, Felt it necessary to be the protector and, you know, to always be the one to take care of everything. And, um, I let that just kind of carry with me through, you know, as an adult. And my husband was an incredible, incredible man. And, you know, for the first time with him, I felt like I could trust someone. So I found myself easily submitting to him. But after he passed away, I stepped right back into the role of, being the guy, you know, just stepping up and doing what a man should do, but um, God just really rocked the core of me lately. Um, I was asking Him, you know, what should my ministry look like as a single mother? You know, like, I don't want to ever be outside His will, and so I wanted Him to just show me, and one day, looking in Scripture, He just revealed to me, you know, that His plan is never for us to try to take the role that a man should play. I chose to do that. I felt like I needed to step into that role, but God never asked me to. And so he showed me in Scripture where he created us to be submissive. He created a man to lead. And whenever I just, you know, like let that thought sink in, I really felt remorseful for the way I've been acting, you know, that I felt like, man, I don't need a guy, I don't need to trust men, I can do anything they can do, and the Lord can use me more than any man. Well, the truth is, He can use any of us equally if we let Him. And it's not that women can't do anything a man can do, but it's not the way God designed it. And if He wanted women to be the leaders, He would have created us first, and He would have taken Adam from us. But he has a very, very particular design, and he chose to do it that way. He chose to use Adam first, and he wants us to mirror what he is. And if we are willing to let Christ shine through us, then we are willing to apply every part of God's Word to our life. And it took me, like like I say, it broke me and humbled me because that's not my nature to be that way. But when it's God's Word, it's God's Word, and that doesn't change. And when I saw, you know, I've read it before, but when it just, when it hit the core of me, it was like God was saying, Cherie, like, you're trying to be the mother and the father to your children, and I never asked you to be a father. You just be the mama. I'm the father, and I will take care of your children. And then, you know, as far as um, ministry, he's like, I'm gonna show you what you need to do, but you have to let me lead you. You have to follow me into every single opportunity. And you have to be submissive enough that when there's opportunities that you don't get, you don't get your feelings hurt because, you know, like you're not in authority or you're not the woman you're not the woman getting to take um a man's position. So it's just like once I surrender my will to that. I feel a freedom as a woman to just be a woman. And I think so many women need to learn to do that again. We we put on this this big front, like, that, you know, we want to be strong. We want to be the leader. But deep down in the core of every woman, they want to be led. And the reason it feels so awkward trying to be the man is because we weren't meant to be. <laughs> and when you just stop trying, there's so much freedom
0: in it, just realizing your role Well the way I, God made you. And from a guy's perspective, I can attest that sometimes today's Christian women are intimidating because you don't know, um, as a man, if, if, if you are um, stepping into a relationship or trying to gauge them whether you will be, like, interrupting what they're doing. Because Mm -hmm. there is such an independent mindset. Like, how Mm -hmm. does that, how do you go from being um, independent to being interdependent and and submitting? And so I liked what you said about the fact that you needed to learn the lesson again, even though you are a widow, even though you're not married at this point. um, You still needed to develop that attitude. I just really liked that part and resonated with it. And as a man, I really appreciated it and respect you a lot for it. So I wanted to thank you for that, and you, um, it does mean a great deal. I actually wrote an ebook about biblical manhood, and so this is all this has been an important issue for me for a long time. So I definitely just appreciated that you brought that to the forefront, and I know you got some flack for it. And I was I was discussing we were discussing another issue that was somewhat related on another Facebook thread about women in leadership roles, specifically as pertains to the military. And somebody said, well, women could take any of those leadership roles. And I said exactly what you said earlier, that just because a woman can do something doesn't mean they should. And my my experience in, in observing men and women as they interact is that if a woman steps up and takes leadership, Men usually back away and say, okay, you can do it better than I can, so go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. But that's not the created order, and God had a purpose. Like you said, God made women for the man. That's not doesn't make a lot of women happy today, but it's true, and it's a place of honor, not a place of burden. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes.
0: So, um, so how can we pray for you and your family these days? What are you up to? Well,
1: I'm in seminary school right now. And this is something that God totally opened the door for. It was something I never planned to do, but um I started January 21st going to school. Um, My children and I moved um, two hours away from our home, and they've adapted so well, and we're doing great here, but I am taking five classes at the time because I'm trying to squeeze as much in as I can in the semester that I'm going to be here. And, um, I would, for prayers, for us, I would ask that y'all would pray that, you know, I would just be able to focus that, um, everything that God wants me to learn, that I would just be able to soak it up. Um, I've already seen ways that He's allowed me to apply it to very personal, um, people who've reached out, uh, situations that, you know, are very confidential, but the things that I'm learning here at school, I've been able to apply it to them. And, I just pray that um, there would be no distractions and that I would be able to um, keep my eyes fixed on Him and my focus on Him so that I will use His time wisely for Him. And then for my children, that they would just stay, with the peace that they have right now, that they would just stay content and feeling um, just like everything, like we're right where we need to be.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, well, we will definitely be praying for you. And to wrap up this discussion, I just was wondering if you, um, if there's someone out there listening who is, who who wants to discover God's will for their life and God's purpose for their life, do you have any advice for them as they seek that?
1: Man, the advice that anyone's ever going to get from me is get your Bible out get a Bible. If you don't have one, get scripture. Get on your phone, wherever you got to find it. Get in the Word and just read as much as you can. Soak up as much as you can. If you only read a scripture at a time, just take that scripture, pick it apart until it makes sense to you. And then, you know, get Bible studies. Get some godly counsel and say, you know, what does the scripture mean? But that Word is God the word is God and it's life and if you seek him in that word he's going to reveal himself to you he is going to blow your mind he's going to teach you so much that that no man can ever teach you so you know I could tell you a million ways to go about trying to find him but he's right there right there in scripture um, and he's just longing for people to look for him so you know after you have him into your heart and you know repent of your sins Get a hold of that Bible and just stay in it and walk with Him as close as you can.
0: Well, thank you very much for being with us. I would encourage anyone um, to look up Cherie on uh, Facebook, and I will have a link on the blog that's associated with this podcast to let you do that. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know her through her videos and a little bit now off video, and so I would definitely encourage you to do that. And then also, I just want to encourage you that there is a pretty big archive of podcasts and sermons on speakingforhim.com. So so if you need encouragement that way, then please let me know. And I've never offered this before on a podcast, but I'm confident that I would be able to. If you need a Bible, I would be more than willing to send you one. So simply contact us with the contact information at the end of the show, and I will make sure that you have a Bible. Because Sheree is right. When you're in the Word... Um, it can change your life, it's changed our lives, and we want it to change other people's lives. And as um, Cherie often says, love God, love others, and never stop. That's the way to live Mm -hmm. life. So thank you very much for being with us today, Cherie. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you all so much for having me.
0: Have a good evening.
1: You too.
0: Bye-bye. All right, folks. Well, that was my conversation with Cherie Williams. Um, As I said, she creates videos on facebook so i'd encourage you to connect with her and uh, just a really encouraging conversation and it's just neat how the world works because a year a year ago i had no idea who she was but god placed her um, on my facebook feed at a particular time and it was very encouraging and so it's just interesting how god puts people together at the right time so i hope that you've been encouraged by this podcast i hope that you'll share it with your friends and that you'll contact us with the contact information at the end of the show um and adam i don't know if you've looked recently but we are getting ever closer to that 200th episode that we are so if anybody has any suggestions on how we should celebrate our 200th um we would really appreciate any input so use the contact information for that too anyway that's all i have for you right now but um until next week keep serving The best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gommerson, founder of
1: Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number 4,